It is a wonderful evening, nice and warm after a beautiful summer day. I'm walking out the door here. People in front of the rectory are sitting uh, at small tables. There is a bar, in fact, right next to the to the rectory of Father Henry and they're using the pavement for their tables because of COVID. Of course, they need to expand and have everything spaced out properly. So that is why most of the, uh, most of the pavement when you arrive um, after getting groceries or after a run, there's always this huge crowd there <laughs> that watches every, everyone who walks in or out of the rectory. But... Uh, I think they're right to just go outside and, and, and sit there. This is actually the nicest part of the day, temperature-wise, when it starts to cool down. Um, but the air is still very fresh because we've, despite the, the heat today, um, we've had a lot of rain in the past few weeks. So everything is super fresh. The trees are nice and green. The grass is green. The meadows are beautiful. Uh, lots of flowers also here. Down below, there is a part of the uh, canal that surrounds the city, or at least part of the city. And on the left, you've got these big bushes full of purple flowers. It is uh, really a beautiful time of the year. I've had a, a great day, but also very, very full. And it's been like this for a, a number of weeks now. Um, there, is, there is a lot... Uh, going on uh, when it comes to the renovation of, of my future home. Uh, we're making great progress, but this is also kind of the penultimate phase where you've got to take a lot of, of micro decisions, uh, lots of um, timing problems, you know. The, you can't continue with the floor in the living room if the walls haven't been wallpapered, if the ceiling is still uh, needs needs to be fixed. And I've been kind of in the middle of all that, trying to communicate with all these different people that are helping me and, and juggle the schedule so that things can, can move on because next week I'll be on vacation. I'm going to France for uh, about 10 days with uh, Father Henry and then two other priests. So I won't be in town to help. So I had to really make sure that every, everybody knows what the planning is and that uh, I, I put things in motion so that while I'm away, the work can still continue. Because, by golly, I really, really want to, <laughs> to move into that house. I've been here since April the 1st, and we've been renovating. This, this afternoon I was talking with the, uh, the main, uh, two main people that are doing all the work, and they shared with me, you know, we, had, we could have never guessed that this would, uh, that this would become such a gargantuan operation uh even they and they're both very experienced but they're like this is unlike anything we've done before it's basically stripping an entire house and re re we left the walls and the and the windows and that was about it and the roof but everything else we we completely redid but anyway that is that is why it that requires a lot of focus um but at the same time i'm also working on my health um, and and trying to build up stamina. I, I've, as you know, suffered for uh, several months uh, of the the effects of uh, long COVID, and I've really committed myself to 
building up strength again, uh, getting, getting healthy so that when summer is over, I'll have uh, the energy that, you know, at my normal level and I can continue to do my work. Uh, for this new, it's almost like we're renovating the house, but I'm I'm also renovating myself, mentally, spiritually, and and even physically. So this morning, just to give you an idea of how my days are, uh, and and have been for a couple of weeks now, I wake up at six, I go to bed at ten. Actually, I I turn that into another micro habit, and in case you you've not listened to my previous episodes, if you go back in the feed. There are a number of episodes in which I talk about how I, I create micro-habits to, uh, to change my life in very, very small amounts, but in an extremely effective way. I don't think I've ever been able to make so many changes with so little effort. So I used, uh, I added another micro-habit uh, that rewards me with a little sound and a little... Uh, you get points in the app that I use for it, uh, for everything that you do on a consistent basis. So one of those habits is to start preparing for bed at a quarter to ten, which is for, let's say, compared to my life, <laughs> everything be- before is extremely early. And so here I'm at the main square of Wageningen with the Protestant church in the center, And then all around it, you have these bars and restaurants and everybody sitting outside. The first lights. I love these small lights that they hang uh, between the, what is it? The, the, not the tent poles, but you've got these parasols. And it reminds me of the Shire. When when the house is ready, I want to have lights like that in the backyard as well. Just gives such a festive atmosphere. So everybody is just sitting here, chilling, drinking some wine or finishing their, their dinners. Um, so I, I, at a quarter to ten, I really start to... Now I get into my pajamas, I turn off the computers and the screens. I put the, the phone on a charger at the computer. So that's very far from my bed because I've also noticed that just any type of browsing or especially my, one of my bad habits was to um, just uh, check the social media feeds right before I went to bed. And of course that just stimulates your brain and that's not what you want when you're starting to prepare for sleep. Now, uh, normally I try to be in bed, literally in bed. I don't have to sleep. Sometimes I just read or I listen to an audio book or something like that. I want to be in, in bed at 10 so I can get... Uh, uh, approximately eight hours of sleep, and I, I've started to feel the benefits of that, and I'm very, very consistent with the amount of sleep. So if I go to bed, if I sleep an hour later, um, I wake up an hour later, because it's more important for me to have eight hours of sleep than it is to wake up at six. So this whole, you know thing of early risers etc that's just one part of the equation you need to make your hour you need to make your hours that's what i think i should do um, and especially after reading this book or i'm still finishing a book on sleep which is 
absolutely amazing and it has taught me so much about all the various aspects of the of sleep the importance of dreams of the but also i always thought that dreams only occurred in the rem rem phase turns out that's not the case there are also other phases where uh where you are dreaming but it's every type of dream has a different function for rearranging your uh, emotions for uh processing stuff that happened but also very important creative energy and finding solutions and um it's fascinating and what this guy emphasizes time and again and he 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 builds up a very strong scientific case with that i mean it's it's part of his expertise to do he's been doing research on sleep in all its aspects for uh, for many years for decades even um the so the total amount of sleep is is super important especially and i didn't know that the last part of the sleep and when you get older it gets even more important to make your hours which is usually a problem because older people it's not that they don't need more sleep but they don't have the same quality of sleep compared to younger people and that's definitely something that i suffered from uh a number of weeks ago or even months ago for a long time i had trouble sleeping more than four or five hours and i would just wake up every time and couldn't get to sleep and it was so much in in so many thoughts in my head and of course all that mostly due to the um the, the just a sudden disruption of my life um and and then everything that it entailed to basically find a new home and 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 build up a new life where i'm currently where i currently am um but this book has convinced me that if there's one thing i should protect it is my sleep it's even more important than physical exercise which i i don't think if you ask me uh before reading this book um and i i should give you the title of the book but i don't have my phone on me so i can't google it in dutch it's called sleep but it's an american book i think um and it has a different title in english but i will do a review also in one of my other podcasts so um anyway this if you'd asked me before reading this book what is more important physical exercise or sleep i would have said physical exercise because that gets you fit gives you energy this book i think has convinced me that if you don't sleep a good sleep quality sleep then a lot of of the effort that you put in physical exercise is still going to be negated and it's uh you're going to undo a lot of things that you try to do right on other levels. You hear those crickets? I love this. So I'm currently walking on the dike in the direction of Rankum, which is a small town part of Father Henry's parish with a uh it's a shrine dedicated to the Virgin Mary where they keep an old statuette uh from the I think early Middle Ages. Um and of course people have reported lots of uh uh prayers that were he- heard and and miracles that happened so um if i would continue on this hike which i'm not going to do because that's a, another mm, i think 5 kilometers from here to the to that church i would get, i would get there but uh so from here that's why I, you hear all these crickets because we below on my right hand side is all this overflow uh this whole entire overflow area near the river the Rhine um which f- thankfully we didn't have to use and on the other side of course is the 
the town of Wageningen, the city, I should say, because it has city rights, even though it's actually just <laughs> it's, a, it's a big village. But no, for the people that live here, this is a city because we've got the right to call ourselves a city. Um, anyway, so um, the, the, if I want to wake up at six, and the reason that I wake up at six has to do with the physical exercise. Um, so I want to make sure, especially in the summertime, that I go out for a run early in the morning because I'm getting into the part where I have to do really long distances. Um, so oftentimes in the weekend, like last Sunday, I had to do a run of 26 kilometers. That's 16 miles. And of course, that's still nothing compared to a full marathon. But in this stage, you're just getting to learn how to run these longer distances. And it just takes time. 26K, 16 miles, takes me about three hours to run. That's a lot of time. And so in order to to um, do my all my other duties during the day, the the media work, which unfortunately, of course, now that I have to manage so much around the renovation, is kind of on the on the how do you say that on the slow burner right now. But I well, I felt very guilty about that. But I think I I think now right now I'm I've, I'm starting to rethink that entire situation. I'll get to that later. But anyway. Because I've got so much to do during the day, I, I want to make sure that I get that physical exercise in because that very often determines my entire energy for the rest of the day. If I've got a good run um, and I eat healthy, then I can do a mountain of work. And I do it with relatively, you know, good spirits and uh, I find solutions and it's a, there's a lot of creativity involved especially because I have to make all these creative choices. How do you want to paint your walls? How do you want to arrange your furniture, etc.? But, um, so I wake up at 6. I uh, get my cup of coffee. I say my prayers. I get my first breakfast, because I often have a second breakfast as well. Um, my first breakfast is mostly protein-based, so I make myself an omelette. I try to put in some some veggies, even in the morning, which is also something new for me. So I try to make an omelette, usually with some, some mushrooms and some uh, whatever is in the fridge that I can put into an omelette. I eat that, and I just use one egg. I don't want to overdo it. Usually a one egg with some extra ingredients gives me a full stomach, and I can run on that. And then I go out. I... Um, and I try to be as consistent as possible. I don't think I've ever done a training as consistent as I'm doing it this year. Oh, wow, look at that. The uh, sky is opening, and all of a sudden there's this ray of sunlight, late evening sunlight that streaks across the, the lower lands here on my right, and it gives the grass and those purple flowers there a beautiful golden glow. It's almost as... All of a sudden, there's someone takes a bucket of, of yellow paint and just puts a big stripe on the entire vista here. Beautiful. And here is a whole group of cyclists. Right, probably just going to hang out somewhere. So that, that's why all of a sudden you hear all these bikes. Very Dutch sounds.
So they're off to, well, maybe they've just been in, in the city and they're heading home. I don't know. Uh, the, um, the, <laughs> the training, the training is, um, is tough. Um, but it's also because I'm much more paying attention to uh, when I have to do speed work, for instance. You have to run at your marathon, your desired marathon pace. Nobody's forcing me to do that. Then um, you, uh, you really need to put some effort into that. And I like that. And, and it's, I, I really trust the process. I've learned to trust the schedule. It's never too demanding. Most of my mistakes when it comes to getting injured are usually from overdoing it and and thinking that I know better than all these experienced people that put together those schedules. So sometimes, of course, I do have to skip uh, a training. Like yesterday, I I got out of of bed at 6, but I had to open the door for a painter who was going to help redo the ceiling, which, you know, is an entire chapter by itself my goodness the ceiling in the living room the living room is now huge because we took out uh, a chimney in the middle and a, there was a safe a parish safe and then of course the ceiling at that place was had to be redone because there's never been a ceiling there but then the rest of the ceiling also we noticed that it the paint started to uh, to uh, fall off because apparently they when they first started to paint the ceiling, they never applied um, a primer to it. So the the, um, the the layers of paint didn't hold on to the the under side of the of the ceiling. We had to. I spent I think three days of more than nine hours per day, together with two other people, uh, removing every single scrap of paint from that ceiling, and so. Phew, that was last week. That's why you, you barely heard of me last week. It was just insane, the amount of work we had to put in. Oh, it starts to rain now. That's interesting. There's some drops of water. There's definitely a little bit of uh, humidity and pressure in the air that makes me think we could indeed maybe even get uh, some thunderstorms later tonight. There's definitely a little bit of that menace in the sky right now. But anyway, so... Uh, the uh, so I had to be there for the painter because I'm not going to give everyone a key of my apartment, of course, and uh, and and so on a morning like that I cannot run. So the and the rest of the day is also very much scheduled. I really try to obey to the schedule as much as I can. Of course, sometimes, like for instance, I I usually have half an hour to study some Spanish. I trying to educate myself every day. So I've got a half hour carved out. But on a day like that, you know, usually I can't do it. And that's fine as long as I try to stick to the habit the next day. And and, and the, the same is true with the training. I always, if I have to skip a training, I always try to compensate for it as much as I can. But also with a certain, you know, I, I really have to make sure that I can compensate for the 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 distances that I missed. If I feel bad and I'm going to overdo it, I'm going to injure myself, and then phew, the entire marathon will be out of the window. So, yesterday I should have run 13k um, as today, and I saw on the in the app that uh, tomorrow 
and the day after tomorrow there are just some very very short distances planned so this morning I was like you know what I'm gonna do a, a 13k in early in the morning and then I just do the rest of the day and then in the evening so right now I'm gonna run the other 13k that will give me I will have done the distance the two trainings but I've given my body some time to recover in between these two distances so I started running and I, I ran towards uh, to the opposite direction of where I am right now I love running on these this dike it's just beautiful especially early in the morning you've got you're surrounded by nature you hear the birds I'm usually running towards a small town called Rainen which is, is on the other side of a mountain which was heavily fought over during the second world war there's on top of the of the mountain is even a, a big military graveyard as I've mentioned in one of my previous episodes but I usually try to go around the mountain so I I'm like, okay, this time I'm just going to go around the other side of the mountain. I've never done that. But then I saw on my on my phone that, that I just couldn't really do a total circle around the mountain. So at one point I had to actually run up the mountain again, which I did not plan for. But it starts to pay off that I'm always running in this on these hills here because it. I felt that I was much, much stronger than a few weeks ago when it almost gave me a severe injury trying to do too much too quickly so after I came back to Wageningen I'd done 15 or 16k and I went back to the rectory Father Henry was in the kitchen and he was like why do you do this to yourself I mean I I could I would die if I would try plus Father Henry has got some wobbly knees so he couldn't even you know physically he couldn't do it it would be just result in terrible injuries but uh, he, he was like why 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 can't you just do a little bit why does it I'm like I'm training for a marathon it's just to have a carrot in front of me um, and then I I just I drank something I went to the to the bathroom and I felt you know what I've got it in me I can do the entire I can do two trainings I'm just going to do the full 26k which is what I did, and it was getting really hot. So I'm running in the sun, trying to catch as much of the shade from the the the, the woods here on top of the mountain, and uh, and I'm back at around noon. So I've been up since six o'clock. I've I've been just spending almost six hours on just physical exercise. And I got back home, and I felt so good. And there's always in the back of my mind, you know, this voice like, but is this useful? Uh, in order to be healthy, you could also just go for a bike ride every day. Just spend an hour. Why do you spend three hours in the middle of a week when you've got so much other work to do? And that is that voice that always is, is putting... Uh, it's, this is not just uh, my conscience or anything. This voice is, is the voice of criticism from people that have talked me down in the past. I start to really re- recognize that. And so I'm actually starting to get into a dialogue with that voice. Um, is it useful? Well, the first, my first reaction is always, well, but I do more than running. 
first of all, running itself, I'm working on my stamina, so that's going to make me much more healthy, and I have more energy for my work later on if I don't work on my... But that's still justifying myself for running. And the second thing I say to that voice is, I am listening to an audiobook. So I'm actually reading for more than three hours every time I do a training like this. So that is reading time that I have missed for many months. And now I'm finally back to a consistent schedule. And I'm currently listening to uh, just the Google Play books. I bought the Wheel of Time series on, on the Google Play Store because it was super cheap compared to the Amazon Kindle Store. And one of the upsides that I had not realized is that if you have the app on an Android phone, and this is where... It's unfortunately with Apple you cannot do that with an iPhone, but with an Android phone, you can the app, the Google Play app, can read the book to you. So it does it with a female voice, computerized voice, and I think it is actually very adequate. It is definitely, you know, not on the same level of listening to a an audiobook read read by a, a you know a voice actor, like I'm also listening to an audiobook. Uh, which is narrated by Andy Serkis, who plays Gollum. In, and I'm, I'm listening to his telling of The Hobbit, and it is amazing what he does with all the accents. And he sings all the songs, all the poems, and he uses a lot of the, of the accents that you also hear in the, um, in the movies of The Hobbit. So he, and he nails it. He's so good at doing impersonations. When he does his Ian McKellen uh, Gandalf voice... I, it's just stunning how much you think you're listening to the audio of, of the movie. It is really, really cool. So the, definitely, of course, a computer-generated voice cannot, cannot match that type of quality. But what I do like is that because the voice itself is kind of a bit of a drone and, and reads it very, in a very flat way, it helps me to focus much more on the story itself. So I, I really love how... I can read through, like I'm now at 50% of the third book of the Wheel of Time series. And it's thanks to Google Play and thanks to running. Otherwise, I would have never been able to, uh, because that's a, a 600 plus page book. Um, so so I tell my, the inner voice, like, but I'm reading, you know, I'm, I'm actually uh, doing culture while I'm running. What more can you ask for? And then... I've added another micro uh, habit, which is based on the success that of, of, of doing the, the morning journal. So I, before I do anything else, um, well, actually after I do my prayers, because that has priority, but then every morning I, I do my little build uh, morning, which I explained in the previous episode. And at the end of the day, I usually go through that list of all these plans that I made and the, the things that I wanted to do, and I write down what I actually did. And usually I did about a third what I planned, and the other two-thirds I did something something else. Something Sometimes nothing at all, but almost always there is something I did instead of what I planned to do. So, And I like that, because that's, that's what life is. Sometimes you have to just... Your plans change, and you got to be creative with this. But I was noticing that when I did that little exercise, so kind of going over the plans that I made in this morning, I also always would feel like this little 
pain inside like I've not done enough. Or that I would hear that inner voice, you should have done more of this, you should have done more of that. And and you failed to do that, or you want you you said you were going to do that, but you didn't. And I was getting fed up with that, honestly. I was like, but I'm constantly I'm doing, I think, a very good job right now at improving my life, at at uh, uh, making sure I'm very consistent and prudent on uh, with how I I build back my my energy levels and how I can combine all these different things that are going on in my life. And and still, despite the fact that I, I objectively am doing a good job, I still hear that voice every evening. Well, you should have done that, and you failed at that. And I was like, okay, what have I learned with all this journaling and with these micro habits? If something is bothering you, you have to break it down. And you have to rethink it. This is something I've learned over the past year listening to people like Cliff and Cliff Ravenscraft and Tony Robbins and some other books that I've read. It's, it's all about reframing, trying to t- look at the upside of the downsides. Instead of be- beating yourself up, never amounts to anything good. It will just make you... It will take your, your power away. Instead rethink the situation into something that actually is positive. And you can do that with everything, including with your mistakes and with your failures. What is that? These guys are definitely <laughs> driving way too fast here on this. This is actually a red street, so the pavement here is red, which means it's meant for cyclists. And cyclists does not include these motorbikes are uh, these two students and plus they're just making a lot of noise which I think should be illegal on a beautiful evening like this I cannot even hear the crickets anymore so um, so I was like okay let's just tackle this head-on I've got these negative feelings but how can I make sure because of course there is a the, 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 the easy way is to just numb it that's been a strategy of mine for years. If I would feel bad about something or I'd feel like I did not accomplish what I wanted to do, I'd just try to push it away by watching a movie, by eating potato chips, by, you know, having a whiskey. <laughs> it's not, of course, helping. Plus, you know, now that I'm on this, like, sleep is so important. I, and I know that, you know, anything that has to do with alcohol and caffeine and overeating late at night is all this is really detrimental to the quality of sleep i have no trouble uh, uh, pushing that out but i've also i'm acknowledging that I, my coping mechanism so far has always been to push things away instead of confronting them so this is what i did i set myself a second time for journaling yes it does take a little bit of time so I need to schedule it in and I may have to make some sacrifices. It may mean that I cannot sit at the computer because usually that's what I do in the evening. So I'll, I'll carve out some time to do some journaling, about 20 minutes. And I, I do the evening journal. This was a built-in template from day one, which is an app for... Actually, now it's cross-platform. 
Uh, it's a service. It's free on one device. If you want to sync between devices, you have to pay uh, a certain amount every month. It's not very expensive. But I, of course, I'm Dutch, so I'm, and I, I always, I have a device for journaling, and that's my iPad. It's very funny. I would never journal on a phone, or on my PC or Mac. I don't have a Mac. Well, actually, I do. I still have my old uh, uh, MacBook Air, 11 inch, ancient, by now. But anyway, I, 20 minutes, and there was always this built-in like evening journal, and it even gives me a little pop-up around 8 o'clock, you know, do your evening journal. But I just didn't... The the questions were interesting. So it starts with, name three amazing things that happened. I love that first question. At three, it forces you to harvest at the end of the day. Normally, when you would just look right before you go to bed, you look on back on your day. This is what I've been trained to do, you know, because the last prayer, the... The night prayer in the Liturgy of the Hours starts with an examination of conscience. And usually that takes the form of a bit of a silence. You think back and it mostly... And, and then there's this... You can uh, pray the... Um, I confess uh, that I've sinned, etc. So it's kind of negative. It's focused on the, the, the sins that you did or the mistakes that you made. And, and usually... For me, it had the effect of, yes, of course, it's good at the end of the day to... um, You hear these birds in the distance? Wow, that's a ruckus. (laughs) I think they're geese or something like sitting uh, in the fields there. And they're perturbed by something. I'm going to walk up the mountain here to get to the other side. So I may be a little bit more out of breath. And this is not because I'm not in shape. It is because I've already done 26 kilometers earlier today. Plus, I took the bike and did another 30 kilometers uh, to go to a store for floor stuff anyway. So, <laughs> I'm a little bit out of, uh, of reserves right now. Um, but I, so I love that, that, that this, this journaling is actually much more helpful for me than that only, you know, that focus during the night prayer on just your sins. Because that kind of leaves you also a bit with a bad feeling. Yes, of course, God will forgive me, but I still feel pretty bad that I, you know, made sinned and made mistakes, etc. So, um, I... The, the, that first question, name three th- amazing things that happened today, always forces you to first harvest the good, and puts it, it creates a different mindset. Literally, like there's ev- there's not one single day that went by without three amazing things. And sometimes with that question, I'm a bit I'm just sitting there and I was like, three amazing things. Come on, what kind of American pep talk is that? <laughs> As if, and then I'm like, no, 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 no. Father Roderick, let's take a minute and think there must have been good moments during this day. And then before you know it, I find more than three amazing things that happened. And so it, it, that also immediately has the effect of, uh, of, of correcting your own, the way you look at yourself, the way you look at your, your life. 
this reminds me, and I've told this story many times before, so my apologies if you've already heard this, reminds me of a confession that I did with a Belgian priest many, many years ago when I was still in seminary. And uh, I, I, I went to a village where he had opened his rectory for students that wanted to go on a retreat. And uh, uh, so I went to confession with him, and I, I will never forget it. He was such a, really the nicest, kindest priest that I've ever met. And he said, before, I know you feel very bad about what you've done, otherwise you wouldn't be here. But first, tell me all the good things that God did in your life. What do you want to thank God for? He is here right now in the sacrament. Tell him. Because that is much more important than the things you did wrong. Oh, wow. And then he waited for me to go over all the graces. And I, oh man, that was such a game changer. I'll never forget that approach. And this journaling kind of did, does the same thing. It's like, first think of the good things. And then the, the second question was, uh, in, in the original template, which I changed, the original question was, name three lessons learned. And then the next question was, uh, what, went, what, what, di- what didn't go well? Something like that. Just one open question. And then uh, uh, lingering thoughts, question mark. And then question of the day, which I didn't really understand. What question of the day? What is that? So I was okay. Let's do this differently. First, three things that I'm super grateful for, that I'm I'm thankful to God that they happened and that make this day already valuable, no matter how much I messed up the rest. Um, Objectively, I can write down why this was a good day. And then the, the next question, I was like, okay, let's just open the discussion. Let's open the venue for... Let me just turn onto this path here. Still, I don't want to walk alongside the road here. Um, let's let's uh, give some voice to the criti- to the, the self criticism. But so I wrote down, write down three things that didn't go as planned. First, my first formulation was even more negative. Name three things that went wrong. Like. Mm-mm-mm. What what defines something that is wrong? This is not the place to write down sins. But what didn't go as planned? What was your ideal? What do you want to do? Because that's usually what I feel guilty about. Like I should have worked on my TV work, blah, blah, blah. I should have done this. I should have done that. Um, So the question becomes, um, name three things that didn't go as planned. Plus, the lesson you learned. So every point, not only say, not only write down what went wrong, but also formulate what you've learned, how that has taught you something. And then the next question is, um, uh, I don't even know how I formulated the rest. It's not that important. But this, this, for me, this was... Um, a super big, important uh, <laughs> mindset change. Like, let's let's always think of that. Not just feel guilty about the things that I did not do, 
but what did it taught me? And I start, and and it's not just like it taught me that I should do more next tomorrow. The most of the time when I write something down, so I'll give you an example of of today. I'm, I still have to go through that evening uh, a journal. What didn't go as planned? Well, I actually planned to podcast today. I wrote that down on the, under the topic. You know, what did you do for your income? Uh, well, income. It's a it's a bit of a misnomer for the kind of work that I do, but still, I have a relationship with my supporters. They they really hope that I can give them new podcasts, and I did not record these two podcasts, so I could write that down. What is the lesson that you learned? Well, the lesson that I learned is, first of all, that I may have been a bit too ambitious because I had to spend time again, and this has happened over and over again in the past few weeks, I had to focus on the renovation because of this timeline that I will be on vacation next week. So it's now or or it's not going to happen. So, and for me, the house is the bedrock of my future work, including my podcasting. What I'm currently doing is just scraping from the bottom what I can, what I can do, what I can get in order to, you know, continue. uh, But it's the the house. If if the house takes another month, it's another month that I cannot focus. I cannot build up this new future. So for me, the renovation is a super big priority, and I have the right to make that my priority because there is nothing I could have done to influence the the events as they unfolded. So. I'm just stuck with this situation. I've got to make the most of it and out of it. And for me, making sure that this renovation gets done the way I want it and the way it needs to be done in time, that is my top priority. So what it tells me is I've been a little bit too ambitious and I'm overestimating my capabilities. But I don't feel guilty about not having recorded those shows. Plus, I'm actually recording a podcast right now. But anyway, um, it's also um, the uh, when I write down, for instance, uh, I, I I went to bed at eleven or even eleven thirty, even though I I really know how important it is to sleep. I write that down. Okay, that was something that didn't go as planned. Next question is, what does that teach me? It taught me that apparently I had been overcharging myself. I've been overburdening myself with work. And I just did not have the time to unwind properly. So what did I do? I just watched some TV or, you know, a series on Disney+. Plus. Because apparently my day was too full with other stuff. So I... I Something in me felt that the need to unwind. So again, this is not about feeling guilty that I, you know, I should have gone to bed earlier, as if uh, you know I'm a child and my mom is peeking around a corner and like you should be in bed right now. No, it's more than that. What have I learned? And again, I need to give myself more time to relax early in the evening, which teaches me that I should plan less during the day just focus on a few things there are days 
that I, I, the only thing I do is do my training and then buy paint for the house. <laughs> That's it. And that fills the day. And I, I'm, right now, I'm like, what does it teach me? It teaches me that for me, right now, the renovation is my priority. That will not stay a priority, but I'm doing everything so that I can get it out of the way once I live there. Um, some, uh, another thing. Um, so I've got the situation where the, the heating, uh, the, how do you call that? The heating system of the house needs to be repaired. Um, and uh, I need to have a number of new radiators installed. And at first we inquired with a company here in the, in the town of Minicom. Um, and they gave us an offer which was outrageously expensive. It was six and a half thousand euros for, I think, five new radiators. And it's just not rocket science, you know. It's just the standard stuff. <laughs> there is really nothing difficult about it other than, well, of course, you need to have the equipment to do it. So six and a half thousand, and it's like, this is insane. But all these companies are busy. Everybody is renovating right now because of Corona and uh, people save money because they don't go on vacation. So they put it in their house. So these, these guys can ask anything. They'll have work anyway, regardless. There are always people to, willing to pay the, the, the you know, the, the price that they ask for. But for me, this was like, oh my gosh, six and a half thousand. This is insane. <laughs> I cannot do that. So I, I inquired and asked around and someone, someone else told me, oh, I know this guy. Ask him. Maybe, you know, we could probably come over and you just buy the radiators from him and he'll do it if you say a prayer for him. So I was like, oh my gosh, that is, sounds like a gift of God. That is so amazing. So I sent the guy the photos and description of what needed to happen the the the, the what is the list of the other company and the prices that they asked and then i hear nothing for for about a week and then ultimately not even directly but i get the get another message from the guy and he says uh uh, yeah, he doesn't want to do it. He actually lives very far away, and this would take him uh, two and a half days. And yeah, he's not willing to to uh, uh, journey half the country for 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 this work. So uh, unfortunately, he's not going to do it. So I'm back to square one, and I'm like, ah. But then there is this other guy who is um, active in a parish, a nearby parish, who also has a uh, in- installation company and. So, the, the, the tip was, call him, maybe he can help. Or at least he can give you some advice. And I would like, the ease with, with which people say that. You know, just call, give him a call. And you say that, you tell that to an introverted person. So, for two days, I've been trying to muster up the courage to give the, the guy a call. And I, so I wrote that down yesterday. Like I didn't call the guy. And it's all my, I always, I almost have to go on vacation. I feel frustrated that I cannot just do these simple phone calls, what I'm afraid of. And what is the lesson learned? What did this teach you? It teaches me, first of all, that the reason that I'm often feeling this almost impossibility to make phone calls like this and ask uh, 
for help is because I fear rejection. And every time I do get rejected and people tell me, oh, no, in fact, uh, in hindsight, I'm not going to do it. It's too much work and just find someone else. That, that feels like, I feel bad about that. It's like, oh, man, this, this renovation is so... And then I, I start to feel very sorry for myself. Like, I never asked for this situation. If things would have been different, I could have been doing so much else than just like I'm not a priest to do renovation of houses <laughs> and so what's the lesson learned well I'm, I'm afraid that I will get rejection again and that ultimately I'll end up having to pay the six and a half thousand for the, for a few radiators and I was like mm. um, but that's not the only thing the second thing is what is, the, what is another lesson learned hey I am not like other people. And if I get pressured, and some people will tell me, haven't you made the phone call? I tell, You should have done that right away. I was like, hold on, hold on. I'm not like you. I need time to, to build up courage to make that phone call. Um, and it's, I don't know that person. If I would be uh, someone I, I, I meet every, uh, every Sunday after Mass, I would have no issue. This is something, someone I'm going to call out of the blue. I have no idea if he has time or if he's willing to help. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Uh, well, actually, I'm not sorry. I'm just an introverted person. Introverted people, and you know that if you are introverted like me, we need time for these kind of phone calls. And I have totally the right to be introverted. And to take my time, I will not be pressured. And I don't care if people understand it or not. And it's, that's often also, like, you, you feel, often, I, I, I mean, this, I feel this tension, like, I should do this, I should do this, because other people are putting the pressure on me. And I was like, I wrote down, but why is what someone else thinks and how someone else would act a norm for my behavior? It is not. I am me. And I have the right to be me. And if it takes a little bit more time, then so be it. That's just me. So I'm actually giving myself permission when writing down that lesson learned. I tell myself to rethink. Like, I have the right to spend time on preparing for a phone call like this. Because I'm, well, handicapped by, according to some by a, a, a pretty high degree of, of introvertedness. There's nothing wrong with that. There's certainly no guilt in that. It just means that I do things a bit differently. I need a little bit more time, and, well, I'm going to take that time. Um, so, anyway, that's just... That these, this little exercise has been helpful, and I've only been doing this for three days now, has been really helpful to silence that challenging voice in my head that tells me you're not good enough because every time I, I hear that and I write down these things that I feel guilty about or unhappy because I didn't do what I, what I should have done this whole should have I'm putting a question mark behind it really should I? why? tell me, tell me why I should have done that you know and, and what if I tell you that well, I just do things differently. And that's my right, because it's my life. <laughs> and I am me. And I 
I can do I can do a lot of things to change me, but there are some some basic character traits that I cannot change. So deal with it. And I'm telling that to the inner voice. Like I'm, I'm and that helps. It's very empowering, and it it truly helps to feel like I've been in in. Unfortunately, also because of the uh, formation that we got in seminary, I've I've a tendency to be very scrupulous about everything. And this is also being a confessor myself. I know that sometimes uh, someone who's too scrupulous, so really soup feels guilty about almost everything. It's actually not very healthy, and it also usually deforms the perspective on things. You know, everything everything becomes important, whereas oftentimes there's just you know choose pick a focus. Try to improve that. You can't, you can't be perfect. Only God is perfect. So anyway, I, I see that when I'm accompanying other people. But for myself, I've always been super scrupulous. And with this exercise, ultimately, when I do say my final prayer of the day, then what remains is usually something that I really feel was messed up and was a, a deliberate choice to do to do something that is not according to God's plan so um, but it's it's nothing compared to the type of guilt that I used to feel um, because I was just feeling guilty about not being good enough that has nothing to do with true true guilt guilt is something when I when I'm actually choosing to be evil but when do you really do that that's that's pretty rare at least I, I think it is. In my case, uh, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm not often deliberately trying to hurt other people. But there are certain reasons that sometimes I don't do what people expect. But if I have a good reason for it, and writing down these reasons, like my lessons learned, uh, discovering why I act in a certain way, and why sometimes I have to change my priorities... Uh, helps me to to put things in, in true perspective and helps me to be much more merciful towards myself. There's a baby crying there in the garden. <laughs> Poor kiddo. Here's some students playing music from the window. Ah, summertime. Everybody's home. Everybody's relaxing. We were done with this, most of the sports, so... Wow, people finally have some time to just sit in their backyard and drink a glass of wine or <laughs> relax. Uh, so that's what I wanted to share with you. Um, it's been a really interesting path. Uh, um, and I, it also did just work helping my journaling at the end of the day is, is a way for me to let go of things. Uh, and to be at peace with myself. And I think that is definitely one of the, the reasons that I sleep pretty good, pretty well. Plus, one tip I got from the book is don't drink too much water before you go to bed. Because then you'll have to get out of bed and go to the bathroom. Which is, you want to avoid that as much as possible. <laughs> because it disrupts your sleep. Um, is there anything else I could mention? So next week I'll be in France. We're going to uh, the region of the 
Massif Central. So that's in the middle of France. I have no idea where it is exactly. Um, I should have roaming on my phone at least, so I'll be able to set up a... Uh, oops, mosquitoes are back. Um, I, I should be able to set up a, a small network in case I want to upload something, so I'll probably take my MacBook with me as well. Um, and then this audio recorder. So we may have some some recordings uh, coming your way. Um, I should be able to uh, to make that work. If not, hey, it's just 10 days. <laughs> Before you blink, I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, but, uh, what else? Okay, so I'm a little bit behind on my TV work. Um, actually, I haven't done anything <laughs> for the past weeks. But again, there are very good reasons for that. And uh, Hugo has been editing um, all the first episodes of the of the season so I, I've got time and I'm not going to be uh, I'm not too worried once I'm in the flow um, I usually uh, I know how to do this I've done it before all right I'm going to wrap things up thank you so much for uh, your time the time that you took to listen to me and um, as usual I'm praying for you and hopefully you'll do the same for me and for my uh, the other members of the fellowship <laughs> that will go on vacation. I'm eager to catch up with Father Harry and talk lots and lots about the upcoming Amazon series based on the second age of Middle Earth because there are some tantalizing glimpses that we've seen and heard about that series and him, him being such a, an expert on every anything Tolkien will have ample uh, discussion material for our walks. All right. Have a great day wherever you are, and we'll talk soon. Take care and God bless.